Welcome to the Pam Carey Show, where we explore a new idea every week. If you are hearing this message, that means you are listening to one of the first five episodes of the podcast. These are adapted from my YouTube channel before I knew I was going to launch this podcast. So there's some instances where I say in this video, or I might reference saying something visual, like there's an activity listed on the screen, but everything that's in the video, I also said verbally. So there's nothing that you would miss content wise by listening to the podcast version. Don't worry, I double checked. If you ever do want to check out the YouTube channel, you can, of course, just type in my name, Pamela Carey on YouTube, and you'll find the videos there. But often it's easier to listen on the go. So this works wonderful. And I'm so thankful to be in your earphones or with you doing dishes or on a walk or wherever we're at. So let's jump in. Has a little part of you felt your entire life like you've been waiting for something, waiting for a big break, waiting for things to get better, waiting for your life to really start, waiting to go all in on the thing that you know you want and life is passing you by and it's moving faster and faster and you don't feel like enough and there isn't enough time and it's just never quite right. This video is about that. I'm going to start it out with kind of a strange question for you. If you were given the choice to live your life over again, starting at age zero up until the age you are now, so let's say that you're 35, a magic fairy comes up to you and says, would you like to do it all again? You would start at zero and then live up until the age you are now again, experiencing all of that for a second time, and then you would just keep going. Let's say you died at 80, you'd experience then 35 to 80, just the rest of it chronologically. I asked myself this the other day, and I realized that most times in my life, I would not want to repeat. There were certain time periods of my life that I would want to repeat, but most of it, I realized I wouldn't. And that made me sad because in a lot of ways, my life's been pretty good. I've had my fair share of difficulties like we all have, but... I started to ask why. Why is that? If I'm a relatively happy person, why do I not want to experience certain phases again if given the chance to? I mean, life is pretty amazing if we think about it. The fact that we're here, able to experience these sensations, interact with others, given the choice to make what we want of it in a lot of ways. So I realized that there's one reason why I would have not wanted to repeat certain phases again. And again, this this little repeat scenario question is not, would you change anything? Not, oh, you know, at 17, I would have made this other choice and taken my life in a different direction. No, you're literally taking the same ride again if you do decide to go back to that time. I realized that the reason why I would not want to go back in time is because most of my life has been, in a way, rushing to get to the next thing. Let me do this in order to get this later. And in a way, I was never really that present for a lot of it. When you're doing something in order just to get somewhere else, when you're in that kind of waiting limbo, trying to get there, wherever there is in the future, you're never really here. You know, that question is really in a lot of sense, have you enjoyed your life so far? And it's really hard to enjoy your life when you're just thinking about the time that's ahead and you can miss a lot of your life that way. It reminds me of the movie Click. I don't know if you've seen it. Basically, 
Adam Sandler's character gets this magic remote where he can play, pause, fast forward, basically similar to like if he had a remote, he could just do that in life. I don't want to do this work. I'm not liking the work that I do. Let me skip it, have the work done so that I don't have to experience it. He kept skipping and fast forwarding through so much that eventually the remote learned his patterns. So it thought, oh, well, you don't you don't like work. You don't want to do that. So every time you sit down to do work, we're just going to fast forward through that. And so much of his life, he didn't want to fast forward through or skip certain chapters, but it kept happening or skip forward to when I have this promotion. He thought it was maybe going to be in a few months, but it turns out that it was years, I want to say five or 10 years down the line that he got that promotion. So he skipped over so many experiences with his family, with his you know children, his wife, and those relationships ended up suffering greatly. And he also just ended up completely losing out on experiencing his life at all. He was filled with so much sadness and it's actually a really good movie. A lot of the jokes are super outdated. Me and my partner were kind of appalled at some of the jokes that flew at the time, even though it was only maybe 10 years ago. Um, because the culture has just shifted so much. But the message is really amazing. It actually moved us both quite a bit emotionally. And, you know, how to refresh that sense of appreciation for each other and life itself. But that's really the idea that we're talking about here. And this sense of wanting to skip ahead can be in both the micro sense of small day-to-day things, such as washing the dishes Or it could be in the macro sense of that example before of, oh, when I get that promotion, when I lose the weight, when I have more time, how often do we say, oh, I'll do X, Y, and Z when when things calm down? But do they never really calm down? Do you never really have time for what you really want to do? It's just worth sitting with that. I don't necessarily have specific guidance for you on exactly what you need to do in your life, but just sitting with that. And and when it comes to the the micro example of just doing the dishes, the other day I was cleaning some things, washing my hands, washing the dishes, and I just noticed how good the soap smelled, how nice it felt to have the warm water on my hands. If we're really present, even in the things that we find kind of mundane, it helps us become more present in the things that we enjoy. I don't know if you've ever been on a vacation or in a time that's supposed to be this wonderful time. And sometimes you're just not even really there. You know, I I rarely get massages, but I think that sometimes for the first part of it, my brain is going so fast that I'm not even able to enjoy that. And it's like, that's supposed to be a, you know, gift to yourself, a gift to your body. And, And so often in these times that are meant to be the ultimate relaxation, we're not even really there. We're with our loved ones. We're not really there, not really enjoying the time. And it makes me think of the office quote, Andy Bernard says, I wish that when you're in the good old days, you knew they were the good old days. How often do you look back at a certain time in your life and think, oh, wow, I didn't know that that was a really special time. And The Office is, I think, a perfect example of this kind of idea because it's the silly games they're playing. It's the pranks they play on each other. It's the way they brainstorm for meetings that's just time around each other. It's these things that you think this job is so silly. 
where really a lot of it is so many little tiny beautiful moments wrapped up in those days. And so I think that's one reason why the ending to The Office is so emotional because they really draw attention to one of the main reasons we all love the show so much, which is this idea. Or at least for me, that's what it is, is that something so mundane seeming can also be so beautiful, which is kind of a a metaphor for a lot of life. A lot of the things that we're trying to get through are the good parts. And be careful with nostalgia. So I'm not saying you should always want to go backwards. It's just the idea that if you're only looking ahead, you're never here. But it also can go the other way that if you're always looking back, like those were the good old days, I want to repeat that again and again and again and not be here. That's not being here either. I just mean that I think that you can look back on your life and see a lot more enjoyment when you're here. I mean, all these are is different snapshots, right? I mean, they they say the future and past are an illusion in a sense there's only here. And so I'm really trying to avoid us living in this imagined future by being here. And by being here, I think the way you look back on your past is different because it's not like, oh, I was never there because I was always here, here, here. So then when I look back on my past, it's not even like a full image. It's almost blurry. And I think the only solution is to try to be present and loving and seeing the magic in every day. We can't do it in every moment because sometimes when you're your most present, you're not thinking about being present. I was reading this one article and this one person I believe was so worried about life passing them by and missing these moments that when they're with their loved ones, they constantly would say, isn't this wonderful? This is so wonderful. I'm so glad we have this time together and almost like smothering it. I don't think that it's something that can be forced. I think that presence is a light touch. It's just A light in the back of your mind knowing, let's say you're having a dinner with some friends. Like, wow, this is special. I'm going to really try to be there. And when you're there, you're not thinking about being present there. You're listening. You're enjoying laughter. You're savoring the food. And it's just taking away the pull to what's next. Oh, I have all this work I need to get to after this. I wish I was there. I notice so often that I am kind of living in my to-do list and there's a slight agitation when that list builds up very long. I just want to knock things off. And that's really no way to live. If you're just looking to check the next box and check the box after that, there's just so many ways that we can just keep living for the future, trying to get it all done. But it's never going to be all done done. There's always going to be more on that to-do list. There's always going to be another milestone. You get one promotion and then you want another. You hit one fitness achievement and then you want the next. And some of that is a beautiful part about being human. We constantly are looking to grow and improve and our brains are hungry. And that's a wonderful, wonderful attribute, but it's also another attribute that can make us miss our lives. Granted, we don't know what's in the minds of animals, but they seem pretty present to me. Our brain's ability to plan is what sets us apart in some ways. Now, I don't like how a lot of animal studies say, oh, other animals don't do X, Y, Z. Well, we don't actually know. I do think that some animals create plans the way that they hunt. They're smarter and more intelligent than we give them credit for. But for instance, laying out an elaborate trap of let me do this and then this will happen. That is something that in some ways is somewhat uniquely human. (laughs) 
But that can also be a curse if we don't learn to turn it off at certain times, which is one of the reasons why meditation is so powerful. It's the ability to let that part of our brain take a back seat, quiet it down, be here in the chair with your breath or whatever else your anchor is. There's many anchors you can choose for meditation. I just mean being less transactional of do X to get Y later. Maybe we can limit some of that with ourselves or let me get through this to then get to that. Let me check this box off. I just want to be done with this. You know, even if you're on a really hard graduate school program, so many times people look back on graduate school and think that was really tough. But, you know, I loved the library. I loved the coffee shop next to the library and going there and talking to the barista and And I loved my classmates. I loved my classes, some of them, maybe a certain percentage of them that were really interesting. But if you're just trying to get that degree to then get to the next thing, again, it's more of the same. And then when does it end? You start maybe a private practice after a couple years of working in the world. And then it's like, well, I just got to get those clients. And Yes, understandable that you would want to get those clients to increase your income. But looking back, you might see, wow, those early days of my business were so exciting. I was meeting so many people. I was really hungry to grow and expand. But if we keep fast forwarding with that remote, we miss our life. This all kind of reminds me of the Ferris Bueller quote that I think resonates with a lot of people. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. But I think The even more poignant quote is one by Dr. Seuss that we will talk about at the very end. I just want to share a couple quotes from some people that I texted because I asked them, what do you think it means for life to pass you by? And they shared these messages. You're so busy with the day-to-day stuff that you look up and realize a bunch of things that you used to think were big have already happened and you didn't really get to feel them or be really present. I think it's because when you're a kid, there's a lot of waiting for your birthday, for the first day of high school, for graduation, for Christmas, for fall, for summer, and less day-to-day grind. So once you have to do what it takes to maintain an adult existence, of course, it'll feel relatively like things just come at you. It's like running on a treadmill and occasionally catching a ball someone throws at you. Oh, that's good. Versus just waiting five minutes and carefully watching the person across the room finally throw you a ball. Huh, that's interesting. I I guess it's that idea of being here, which I think is so ethereal. It's hard to grasp. I, I don't know if in this video I'm fully tangibly giving you the answer, but I'm trying to come at it at so many different angles that maybe you can grab onto some sort of idea that you can take into your life that resonates, that helps you not feel like life is passing you by, not skip to the next thing, not just check the box to realize that these in so many ways are the good days. And that's every day because it's so amazing to be alive and we forget it so often. Okay, so the next quote from someone that I texted, I said, what do you take the phrase to mean feels like life is passing you by? And they said, sounds like someone is not moving forward, watching from the sidelines. Time is being wasted. Everyone else is living and you aren't in stasis, stuck in a ride. Or you could be in a time vortex. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, it's interesting because each of them had a slightly different take that more closely matches their personality trait of how life would pass them by personally. So maybe you can journal on that is what does it mean for life to pass you by? Because my personality type is often very achievement focused. So that's why it's like, oh, do this to get to this, focusing on more of an achievement point of view. 
Whereas the friend that I most recently shared from, they sometimes get kind of complacent. And so that's why the way life might pass them by might be more just kind of watching from the sidelines, almost kind of zoned out, passive versus active in their life. However, all of these have to do with a certain amount of detachment versus diving in. That is a common thread among all of them. And then I think the the friend before that their point was really good about some of it does start when we're a kid constantly, you know, like, oh, summer is coming up. You know, a lot of this is even cultural. We're taught to wait and want the next thing. Oh, the new iPhone. Oh, this holiday is coming up. I, you know, they, they start putting out freaking Christmas stuff in Halloween in October. You know, it's like a couple months ahead of time. So it's like there's always the next versus we don't really have a culture that encourages, oh, yeah, you're not where you want to be in your career sense, but that's okay. Be really present with where you are now in the journey. We talk about that. We say that, but we don't have a culture that prioritizes that. And when I say we, I'm talking about American culture, but I think that there's probably a lot of Western cultures that might resonate with that. One time that I would love to repeat was when I was in Spain. I chose Spain to study abroad because I knew I would have the chance to slow down there. And that was one of my favorite times of my life, a time that I would repeat again. And it specifically was a time that I was not trying to do anything to move ahead. And and I'm not saying that we need to not care about our goals. I think, though, that counterintuitively, you can sometimes move more effectively towards your goals when you're not rushing and forcing and chasing. It's kind of crazy. Time slows down and you're almost able to do more. You find it a little bit more expansive. That might be for another video. You know, a lot of this also has to do with perfectionism, because if you're trying to get everything just so, you're trying to be perfectly comfortable, you're trying to look good in the eyes of others, you're trying to have everything tidy. It's like you're constantly, oh, as soon as this is good, I'll feel better. As soon as that's better, I'll feel better. And so some of this is tied to perfectionism as well, which can look different from person to person. There are so many reasons that we might not be present for our lives, but there's also so many many reasons to be present for our lives that make it worth it when we're able to do that. Here is a quote by Thich Nhat Hanh, a monk, about the dishes. I did not include that example about dishes earlier, knowing that I was going to include this, but I found it later and I thought that it was very fitting. If while washing the dishes, we think only of the cup of tea that awaits us, thus hurrying to get the dishes out of the way as if they were a nuisance, then we are not washing the dishes to wash the dishes. What's more, we are not alive during the time we are washing the dishes. In fact, we are completely incapable of realizing the miracle of life while standing at the sink. If we can't wash the dishes, The chances are we won't be able to drink our tea either. While drinking the cup of tea, we will only be thinking of other things, barely aware of the cup in our hands. Thus, we are sucked away into the future and are incapable of actually living one minute of life. He says it perfectly. It's a distancing from life. It's not wanting to be up close at the front of the boat with the wind and the water hitting you in the face. It's wanting to be down in the cabin below almost like like a protective screen in front of us so that we're not really feeling it. A lot of it does have to do with trauma. When it is painful 
to be here. Sometimes that's because here reminds us of something that has hurt long ago. But being here can also be healing. And I want to read a quote from a book on that, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. She writes in different paragraphs, I'm pulling from a different section. My grandmother knew what a painful life had taught her. Success or failure, the truth of life really has little to do with quality. The quality is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. In the exact now, we are all always all right. Yesterday, the marriage may have ended. Tomorrow, the cat may die. The phone call from the lover for all my waiting may never come. But just at this moment, just now, all is all right. I am breathing in and out, realizing this. I began to notice that each moment was not without its beauty. Now, we have to think about the evolutionary reasons for this. We don't do things that are not beneficial to us in some way or another, even if it's not beneficial to us in other ways. So what is the benefit of turning into this autopilot mode? Well, our brain is always trying to conserve energy. So if we, every single time we tied our shoes or brushed our teeth, had to think really hard about it, we would be using way too much energy, both in terms of mental capacity and also just literally energy required calories. And our brain could not work on other things. We couldn't be planning ahead or thinking about a good idea that pops into our head randomly. We wouldn't have space allocated for other more pressing concerns. So it's not about saying that every single moment of every single day, we need to think really hard about everything and be grateful. Oh my gosh, I'm flossing my teeth. This is the best thing ever. I'm not saying that. It's more just similar to wanting to have full capacity, full range of using our body in different ways, like different plays of motion, different muscle groups being able to be activated. We want our brain to be able to function in different ways. We don't only want to be lost in fantasy, lost in planning, lost in memories. We want to also have the ability to be here now, both in terms of presence and in terms of appreciation and all of these other things. And if that's difficult for you, one tip is to ground yourself in your senses. To make this a little bit more practical, maybe you start with just five minutes a day of either appreciation or gratitude work or meditation or sensory work. Senses are an amazing way to ground you in this moment, to notice the light streaming in from the window, to notice how the mug feels in your hand, the steam coming out when you have the cup of tea. You know, it doesn't even have to just be sitting in a chair meditation. If you take these five minutes a day and notice what you're noticing, you might just realize how much more full and vibrant your life is when you are a bit more present. The stranger you pass or the loved one that you're talking to maybe has a hint of sadness in their eye that you would have missed. Or maybe you're just in the grocery store and you hear a song that you haven't heard in years and it moves you nearly to tears. These are the ways we get more up close and personal with life and it has to do with feeling and truly experiencing it. This is a way to make it a little bit more practical if this feels hard to apply to your life. Let's finish with the one that I think summarizes this in the best way. We're going to read some Dr. Seuss. You're going to love it. Stay with me. Let's finish out here. This is from Oh, the Places You'll Go. I think his best book. And this is 
the waiting place. The waiting place for people just waiting, waiting for a train to go or a bus to come or a plane to go or the mail to come or the rain to go or the phone to ring or the snow to snow or waiting around for a yes or a no or waiting for their hair to grow. Everyone is just waiting, waiting for the fish to bite, waiting for the wind to fly a kite or waiting around for Friday night or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake or a pot to boil, or a better break, or a string of pearls, or a pair of pants, or a wig with curls, or another chance. Everyone is just waiting. No, that's not for you. Somehow you'll escape the waiting and the staying. You'll find bright places where the boom bands are playing. And I hope when you hear the band, you're there and you soak it in. And I hope you dance. I'm kidding, guys. I won't get too cheesy, but it's this is life. This is if we are living life, it is a big deal. And it is a journey. Right now, there is construction going on next door. I am so annoyed and I am just thinking, please be done so that I can finish shooting this video. I don't even know if you can hear it. Now there's sirens, a drill, a pressure washer. It is so loud. I am so annoyed. So I am not saying that this is something, I don't even know if you can hear it. I don't know, maybe you can hear it. But the thing is, is that even as I shoot this freaking video, I am still doing it. So this is more of a, a philosophy, a value, something that we can aspire to, but I am not at all saying that like, oh, I've discovered it and now I'm always present all the time. It's you recenter back on your intention, which is to be here now with life. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, consider subscribing so that you can get notified when a new episode comes out each week. And please let us know what you think of the show by leaving a review on your favorite podcast app or website. Both of these help the podcast to thrive. And I hope that the podcast helps you thrive in different areas of life. Thank you for listening and have a great week.